welcome to the Wisdom Podcast. This is your host, Justin Dora. And it's been a few weeks since I've put out a new episode. And that has simply been because life has been busy. And honestly, I've been a little tired. So that's why you haven't heard anything from me in a while. Uh, but I wanted to bring you in more to some musings or ramblings of things I've been thinking about and processing recently. And they have to do with the subject of leadership and just as a preface, I'm not saying that everything I'm about to say is correct or right or fully thought through or fully baked, uh, but they're questions and processings that I've been, uh, you know, just meditating on, thinking about, asking God about, searching the scriptures on. And I've attempted to articulate thoughts on leadership on the podcast in the past. And some of this may be repeat, but we're just going to kind of give it a go again. Uh, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, these are just going to be more ramblings off the cuff. And this season, as I don't really have time to craft little podcast messages uh, as I did the first half of the year. So here we go. So one of the things I've been noticing is... Most paradigms of leadership are hierarchical. There's someone at the top, there's everyone else below them. And the way that leadership rolls out is the person at the top is telling everyone else what to do, and they're coming under that person's vision. Now, at first glance, that may sound like, well, yeah, that's just how organizations work. That's just how things get done is people are told what's their role, what's their place, and they stick and stay in that. And over years, they climb ladders and they find themselves in the position of being at the top. Uh, so they don't have anyone telling them what to do anymore. So we call it paying your dues. We call it lots of different things. And, you, you know, really for me, the last few years, I've been, I've been meditating on a different paradigm, a bottom-up approach to leadership. And, you know, especially in the Christian world, we talk about servant leadership a lot, but I find that the same paradigm of top-down approach is still at work. Whether it's a business, a church, a school, whatever, it doesn't really matter. This is not uh, bashing something. This is just challenging a perspective that goes absolutely across every sphere of society, believer, unbeliever, that seems to be a similar perspective that most people have. And I, more and more, I'm seeing what about a bottom-up approach? What about leaders that really are foundations and not rooftops? What about leadership that really works to say what's possible, not here's what you need to do? What about leadership that, yes, there's something to direction, there's something to guidelines and boundaries, but there's something to creativity and freedom and trusting people to actually have a vision from God and not just need your vision to actually make their life worth meaning anything? And so my, my own journey and process is wondering why hierarchy is such the thing to default to. Honestly, I've even been reading some, some new books uh, around um, kind of Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies and how they operate. And it's so fascinating that these large organizations, they, there's a statement that's come up over and over again in this book I'm reading. And it literally says, uh, you cannot create hierarchical leadership, um, which is why a lot of companies started going to more of a flat organization because they realized that leading from the top down doesn't work. Um, 
And there's something to trusting people, empowering people, and teaching people not only to be learners, but teaching them to be teachers so that you create cycles of teaching. In fact, this book I'm reading calls it a teaching organization where a lot of the top-level executives spend a lot of their time teaching the next tier of leaders. And by teaching, I don't mean sitting, putting them in a classroom and communicating information. I mean creating environments where they're actually doing the presenting. You're asking the question as the main leader and then they're they're actually instructing and teaching you and they're asking you questions back there's this dynamic environment that people are beginning to discover and it's so fascinating to me to 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 read this because i'm thinking i know why this works this is discipleship this is making disciples and a counterculture where leadership isn't the guy with the most experience or the guy with the grayest beard, but leadership is creating an environment where everyone can learn from one another. Yeah, I love what Jesus said in the book of Matthew. He said, the way the Gentiles lead is they lord their authority over other people. They lead from the top down. He says, but not so with you. If you want to be great, learn to be the servant. And so what have we done? We've taken the idea of servant leadership and we just change our tone and we change our, you know, maybe our language, but this, the essence of the way we lead is still top down. And the, the thing is, the, the pushback I've heard is, well, hey, people are going to go, you know, they're going to go do their own thing. They're not going to listen. They're not going to, they're not going to benefit the whole. They're going to live for, live for their own thing. And I'm like, well, not if you're in relationship with people and you can have confrontation. That's the power of confrontation is you, you're able to address issues that truly are relationship issues, not structure issues, not vision issues, not work ethic issues. They're relationship issues. I, I can remember being in a work environment where I had two different leaders. One would tell me everything that he didn't really appreciate in front of everyone and in private would tell me, doing great. The other one I can remember distinctly. I was working long hours, late nights. Uh, it was one of those, those late nights again. We were getting close to our deadline. And he literally said, sent me an email and said, um, me and the rest of the team, I just want to say I so appreciate what you guys are doing. I know this has been tough. I know it hasn't been ideal. But hey, I so appreciate what you've given. And honestly, I was like, I'll stay till 2 a.m. Let's do it. There was something about being affirmed and encouraged and led from a position of, hey, I'm I'm in this guy, I'm in this with you. I so appreciate it. Um, let's do it together. Versus you guys don't know what you're doing, so let me make sure you realize that. And guys, I'm telling you, people weren't made to be belittled. They weren't made actually to be ruled. That's why we're called a royal priesthood. That's why there's this whole idea of a kingdom with kings and priests. All the same people. We are both a king and a priest or a queen and a priestess. However you want to say that, gender, to be gender specific. But all that to say, 
men and women weren't made to be ruled from the top down. That's why we resist it. That's, it doesn't fit us. It, we weren't made for that. We were made to be raised up on the shoulders of others and then become the mothers and fathers that raise others up. We were made to be foundations, both a foundation that we, um, we let others stand on personally, and then we look for mothers and fathers that we stand on their shoulders personally. We weren't made to be ruled. I love, I believe it's Thomas Jefferson made this statement, uh, a free people are the most difficult to rule. It should be that way because the very essence of freedom is no one's ruling over you, but people coming underneath you so that you can rise rise to the level of gifting and influence and all those things that God intended for you. And not just be under someone's thumb your whole life, hoping that one day you can put other people under your thumb. And here's the crazy thing. It's actually not satisfying to rule over people. It's not satisfying to have people do what you say because they're afraid of you or because you're only in a position of authority in their lives. The, the, the best leadership is influence. It's people that do not technically have to relate to you, choose to relate to you, choose to be influenced by you because they recognize there's life when you talk, there's life when you speak, and when you say things, they come alive. And so what do they do? They pull on you in the in seasons. And here's what, guys, I was just uh, with a group. Sorry, I'm going off topic, but this totally fits. I was just with a group of younger leaders, probably eight to 10 years younger than me, depending on who it was in the group. And... um and I was just talking about making disciples. I was talking about, you know, it's not about you tracking people down and making people let you invest in their lives. It's you loving people where you're at and not viewing anything as an obligation. And I made the statement. I said, listen, uh, if you're doing it out of obligation, just stop. If you, you know, as a believer are reaching out to people because you feel like you have to, please stop. And, and great, great response question was, well, what happens? I mean, is there a balance to that from a perspective of, wow, I feel obligated. So does that mean I don't have to do relationship with you and I just do relationship with people that I quote unquote feel like doing relationship with? And my, my response was absolutely not. I'm not saying that if you feel obligated, that means you cut someone off in your life. What I am saying is if you feel obligated, you need to ask a question, Holy Spirit, why is that? Because I promise you what's happened is a lie has creeped in. It's coloring your lens. It's coloring your perspective. And now you're viewing that person through a lie. That's why there's no life on it. When you look at people through a lie, there is no life. There's no life on that relationship. And that's what's happening. That's what God's undoing. So it's asking the question, Holy Spirit, what am I believing? Is there something that needs to adjust? And when, if, he, if and when he shows you something, you make the adjustment. And the adjustment's not hard. It's easy. It's, God, I break my agreement with that lie. What's the truth? And he begins to reveal and illuminate the truth, and you're able to just keep walking your way. Uh, but what happens is you, now you don't feel the pressure and the burden to pull stuff off. To make everyone stay gathered to you. that You can actually have more impact when you're not chasing everyone down and trying to find your value and how many people you meet with on a weekly or monthly basis. What I was telling these guys is there's times where there's certain people that you know, you're investing in them. They're at an infant stage and it may be weekly. It may be daily. It may be hourly. Who knows where you are putting something in there. It's the leaven of heaven, Matthew 13. It's putting leaven in their lives and it's working through the whole lump of dough, their whole mindset, their whole emotional life, their whole uh, 
just a perspective of God. But then there's seasons where they grow up, they grow beyond needing that investment, and they know how to feed themselves in a right sense of that term. And now your investment may look like once a month, once a quarter, once a year. And the other thing is the deeper this revelation of Christ and him crucified, the grace of God, identity and the kingdom, the deeper that stuff goes in you, you can see more happen with one word when it, uh, uh, in, in, in that season than you used to be able to see with a whole year of investment on a weekly basis. Because I'm telling you, that's the power of leaven. That's the power of the kingdom. That's the power of leadership through influence, where one phrase, one hour with someone can make up a whole year of, of investment in, in a prior season. Because you, you, the, your words carry more weight. They carry more impact. When you talk, it breaks things off of people's minds. It's really possible. That's why you're able to be more and more fruitful over time, not because you spend more and more time with more and more people, but because actually the investment you put in others is now paying dividends because they're investing in other people. And it's the same thing, just keeps working. It's infants get more time, adolescents get less time, teenagers get less time, young adults get, and it's not less time because less love. It's, it doesn't take as much to get stuff to move. Because it's grown in me, it's grown in them, it's grown in others. And that's that whole, the whole cities, nations, regions, the world is getting leavened by the kingdom of God. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful. So guys, if, if, the, if leadership is a burden, I would, I would challenge you to ask the question, are you leading like Jesus? Because Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Guys, I grid everything through that. If I'm feeling a heavy yoke, it is not the yoke of God. It is not the cost of ministry. It is not the cost of seeing your life make an impact. No, Jesus paid that cost. Now I get to live in his life. That doesn't mean I don't face trials. That doesn't mean I might not suffer. That doesn't mean any of those things. But it does mean I have a supernatural God who lives in me and is giving me life at every turn. So when I go through a trial, I honestly can rejoice because do you know what a trial does? A trial addresses every area of your life where you don't trust God. It's really helpful. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that. I was killing me. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, this is the good news. And if you're having to convince yourself it's good news, then you might want to Rethink it, because I'm telling you, you can't fool yourself, let alone other people. And people can smell that stuff a mile away. So I don't know how to land this plane, so I'm just going to stop. I'm going to pray for us, and then hopefully I'll have something else to talk about next week. <laughs> so Jesus, thank you that you are making us um, more aware of your presence in our lives, in our relationships, Father, I thank you that we are all leaders at some level, leading, if, if no one else, learning to lead ourselves, self-control. God, even you refuse to control us. You just put in us the ability to control ourselves and make great decisions that reflect the character and nature of God and reflect the character and nature of your kingdom. Father, would you increase our leadership in this season? Would you increase our influence, not by the sweat of our brow, but by the grace of God? In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom Podcast. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review on iTunes, and iTunes will suggest this podcast to others. Thanks, everyone, and take care.